All right, today's date is March 9th, and this is Jeffrey Harris for the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast, and I'm speaking with the Hammerstone, Alexander Hammerstone, the MLW National Openweight Champion, and we have a huge card for you on Friday, March 13th. It's the MLW versus AAA Super Series event uh, in Tijuana, Mexico. Um... And you are going to be facing Laredo Kid on Friday. How are you feeling about this card uh, this week, uh, Alex? Uh, I mean, I feel great. I think it's I think it's awesome to get to see. You know, we have some great matchups happen within our roster, but to basically get to see a whole new type of atmosphere when all the best talent from our roster is being put in a new situation with the best luchadors from Mexico. I think uh, we're going to get some great wrestling out of it. I, you know, maybe I prefer if it wouldn't be happening in Mexico, but I digress. Uh, I think it's going to be a good show and it's going to make for some good television. Uh, I mean, this is huge for MLW to be doing these cards uh, with AAA. Um, how is it for you that you get to be a part of a, a big event like this and you're, and you're going down to Mexico for it? Uh, I mean, it's great. Um, Major League Wrestling has uh, provided me with some good opportunities, uh, basically from the get-go. Um, you know, getting to work uh, when we worked with the Crash, I did Mexico. Uh, they sent me over to Japan with Noah, and now that we're partnered up with uh, AAA, getting to be a part of this show, um, I'm just really proud to represent the, the brand as kind of uh, at the forefront. You know, of one of the leaders, like you know, to get these opportunities to be put in these situations and to test myself against different styles of wrestlers from all around the world. Um, it's super exciting times and, uh, it's major league wrestling is like always giving the fans like something new, something exciting, something different. And, uh, I'm just excited as hopefully the fans are. Now you're not just going to be representing, uh, the brand, uh, on March 13th, Alex, you're going to be putting your title up for grabs against the Laredo kid. Um, so the stakes are, they couldn't be higher for this matchup. So, I guess what's it like that you're going to be going you're you're going to be going to Mexico and you're going to be putting your title on the line against a competitor like Laredo Kid. So, does that put extra pressure on you for this match? I mean, yes and no because I mean, of course, in the sense of does it put extra pressure? Yes, but you have to remember that I won that championship almost a year ago, and. Basically, every match I've had since then, I've had it on the line. So defending that championship, the pressure is, is nothing new. And at this point, it feels more like my personal championship than something I'll ever lose. Um, winning that championship was my first real big step I took with the company to, to step forward and, you know, and step out into the spotlight and show that people that I'm a serious, uh, serious contender and uh, – I don't plan on letting that thing go anywhere. Uh, I, you know, I, I made a video just recently. I released it. I, you know, it's funny that it's called the National Open Championship because I'm the only one taking my championship and defending it internationally. So I'm making it the International Open Weight Championship. But then I said, you know what? We might as well call it the International Hammerstone Champion because I'm the first ever Open Weight Champion and I don't plan on losing it to anyone, whether I go into Japan, whether you bring the best luchadors from Mexico or whether I'm defending it against the top guys on our roster, it's not a new pressure for me because it's just what I'm used to. Now, what is more important uh, for this event, Alex? Is it 
getting the win for MLW because we have this set of MLW versus AAA matchups and giving a win for the MLW brand or keeping the title and keeping the title the the Hammerstone title. Uh, well, I mean, I think uh, I think you're uh, leaving one thing out, and that is that we're representing the dynasty. Oh. So. Not only is it going to be myself, but also Richard Holiday and Gino are going to be out there. And uh, whether the rest of the Major League Wrestling locker room wins or loses, I just want the dynasty to have a clean sweep. And I want to keep showing people that we're the center point of the show, we're the focus of the show, and then we're the top guys in that locker room. So your group, the dynasty, um, what can you say about like you know this group and how well you complement each other and... And I guess help, you know, help bring each other up, um, sort of, I guess, raise your game uh, as a group. Um, I, well, I think uh, one of the most important things uh, is that we're not, you know, we're not trying to fit a square cube into the circle hole or, you know, the circle block into the square hole. Like we, we came into this group um, all kind of different characters and we figured out how we fit together and how we can elevate each other's game and how we can play off each other. And I think uh, whenever people watch the show, you, you watch the dynasty, you can't help but be entertained because you can't help but tell that we're having fun doing what we're doing, whether it's, you know, backstage and shenanigans or in the ring, uh, we, you know, we deliver in, in each and every way. And now we have a new dynamic because we've introduced Gino Medina to the group. He's a newest member of the group. And, uh, and it's just the next step in the evolution of how things are going to change and how, uh, how the TV is going to play out. And, uh, it's, it's another thing that I'm just excited for and another thing to look forward to. In terms of the new member, Gino, uh, Medina, what did you think about him, uh, joining the group and, and how do you think, uh, I, and t talk a little bit more about that dynamic he brings to the table for your group. Well, you know, he brings a, a whole different style. He's got, you know, that lucha background. He's got that Latin flair to his style, um, you know. But you, you take one look at the guy. You tell, you tell, he carries himself in swagger, you know. And um, I think the dynasty is a perfect fit for him right now because now he gets to be put into the forefront, you know, of the product, and he gets to have all eyes on him. And um, the one thing that I think. Um, it's going to help bring out of him and going to help develop for him is that personality, you know, because it shines through in his wrestling. Um, and now it's just got to be like seeing him on the mic and he's going to be with myself and Richard Holiday. And, you know, we're two guys who give us the microphone and we'll talk as long as we want us to. You know, that's, that's uh, second nature to us. And uh, I think that's going to help him grow and round out uh, him as a, you know, a well-rounded wrestler because he, he kills it in the ring. He's got a great style. He's got a great look. And uh, I think uh, a year from now, he's going to be someone that people are talking about a lot more. Now, recently on Fusion, uh, the Dynasty has been having some issues with the Mancer, Mance Warner, a person uh, you called a mud show piece of trash. What is Dynasty going to have to do to take Mance Warner out of commission and just stop him from being a thorn in your guys' sides? Um, I mean, well, since, I mean, he's probably drunk half the time anyway. Uh, thus far, all, all we've seen out of uh, Manson Dynasty is a six-man tag, and um, we won that match. 
So I don't know if I really call him a concern. Thorn in the side, yes, but you know, other than that, you know, there's been people on Twitter or the social media talking about him getting a shot at my title, and I just, I just don't see that happening. I don't think it's in the cards. I think uh, Gino or Holiday will take care of him well before he ever gets to me. But um, he's just, uh, it's, it's bound to be a clash. You look at the dynasty and you look at Mance Warner, and you can tell that those are polar opposites. You know, two people cut from very different cloths, and uh, it's going to be oil and water. We are not going to mix well. We're not going to be, be be friends. So it's to be expected that he will be a thorn in our side. Now I look at I look at Dynasty. I look at Mance Warner. You guys, you know, you're impeccably dressed. Uh, you guys are a classy, you know, bunch. You, you carry yourselves um, like you know wrestlers. Wrestlers like you know you're all you're always well dressed. You guys you guys are chic. And then Mance Warner, you know, he is not that. So, uh, I guess, do you think Mance Warner, do you think he's a good hardcore brawler, or is he a bad example for the sport of pro wrestling? Well, you know, these days people like to say the analogy of uh, it's different flavors of ice cream, and what I like, you might not like, and what you like, you know, my mother might not like. And at the end of the day, Mance Warner, the fans, there's a there's a sect of fans that absolutely go nuts for him and love him. And uh, when it comes to the flavor of ice cream, I think Mance Warner is more like a, a frozen bowl of dog shit, and you're calling it, telling, trying to tell me it's chocolate ice cream. But I digress. When there's a, a huge clamoring for him and people love him and people tune in specifically for him, uh, I can't argue with that. But that being said, uh, I I don't uh, I'm not gonna pull any punches and I'm not gonna hold back and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend like uh, Mance Warner is my type of guy. What do you think would happen if Mance Warner stopped drinking? Do you think it would make him better or do you or would it make him worse? <laughs> you know what? At this point, uh, at this point, there's no talent. I think I don't think I've ever seen Mance uh, with without a beer either in his hand or uh, nearby ready and waiting. So uh, who knows at this point? Who knows if he's ever even gone sober for more than uh, two or three hours at a time. Have you ever watched Futurama? Remember Bender? I do. Like, do you remember what happened when Bender stops drinking and he kind of, it's sort of like what drunk is to us, basically. Yeah. So I wonder if with Mance Warner it would kind of be like that. You know what? Maybe in an alternate reality, maybe Mance Warner used to be a different wrestler than we just didn't know, and now he's just been on such a long drinking spree that I transformed into what he is today. Uh, now, you mentioned earlier you were still the first and only MLW National Openweight Champion, a title you have held uh, since June 2019. So do you consider yourself the standard bearer for this division? I mean, you're, you're the only champion. You're the first and only. So, uh, how does it feel to be in this position where you're, you're still the first and only champion of this division? Well, I mean, I definitely have set the standard for the, for the championship. I mean, look at the, it's not, it's not like I've been defending the belt against, you know, schmucks and, you know, jobbers that they're bringing in, you know, from the local, uh, 
whatever you know mon pa promotions they're they're giving me you know stars from around the world you know i've defended the belt like against davy boy smith i won it you know wrestling brian Pillman jr i just defended against t-hawk from the strong hearts uh aerostar from mexico all these guys who are top class world-renowned athletes and wrestlers and in multiple different styles, uh, lucha, technical, strong style. I've really, I, you can't argue that I've set the standard for what this belt means, but I'm not going to call myself the standard bearer from this division. I'm going to call myself the standard bearer for this company because if you look at the record, I have the longest title reign out of anybody who's ever held a championship in this company. And for me, it's just a matter of time before I unify my title with the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, I'm curious, who was the one you would credit for bringing the dynasty together and uh, bringing you into that group? Um, well, I mean, uh, Court Bauer, you know, he's, he's a, a mad scientist when it comes to his ideas for wrestling. And then once, you know, me and Holiday and Max were all in the same company at the same time, you know, like-minded individuals tend to gravitate towards each other and it's just something that you know once we got thrown together um we had no idea how what it was going to turn into but uh luckily we all just kind of clicked really quick and uh it started making uh started making the magic as i would say uh, and Alex, I think the way you've kind of tweaked your look and kind of just changed things up like i you know watching some of your older matches it's it's crazy cuz you look like a completely different person. But I think that's important to kind of uh, be, you know, to find success in this business. I think you have to be capable of reinventing and and sort of transforming yourself. Um, I guess, can you talk a little bit about it all, about how you, you know, how you've reinvented yourself uh, in this phase, of, in this era? Um, yeah, well, that, I mean, I think a big thing for me um, is that I, I didn't think of it as like a, reinvention of my character i think a lot of people get into professional wrestling and uh very similar to the way i did felt a pressure to create a certain type of wrestler or to create a certain type of image or persona or all these things and i was i was almost acting i was almost playing this role of like this thing that I wasn't, I felt I had to look a certain way and talk a certain way and shave my beard away. I didn't like it. And then I finally just one day, you know, I was, I was basically, you know, pushed to the edge of almost quitting wrestling. You know, I was to the point where, you know, I was like, take it or leave it. Like, and I finally went, you know what, what if I just didn't care about anything about what anyone thought about how anyone's going to be mad or react or if I piss someone off, or if I say the wrong thing, or look the wrong way, or wear the wrong thing, and what if I just don't care, and I do whatever I want to do? So I did it. I did it. And, you know, there was some immediate backlash, and even for a couple months there was backlash. And even still, there's some guys who get on Twitter and complain about how I'm not a real wrestler because I wrestle in jeans, but... All in all, I basically just did what I wanted to do. Stopped trying to be anything that I thought someone wanted me to be or someone told me I needed to be or someone said I had to say things this way. I said, no, I'm going to be me. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to dress how I like to dress. You know, I'm not going to fit myself in this little box of what I thought a professional wrestler was going to be. And I kind of broke a lot of uh, a lot of rules for what I was told. But what happened was I created something genuine 
and something that people latch on to because they can tell they have a genuine person and not someone doing make-believe. Uh, love the red leather jacket. Uh, I just think it's it's a great compliment uh, to your look. So appreciate that. You can't help but uh, can't help but give some credit to Tyler Durden from <laughs> Fight Club because. Uh, oh, okay. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that was uh, you know if uh, I get that comparison all the time, you know, and I'm not gonna actually a funny one I get is Star Lord, which is completely off base. But you know, every once in a while someone calls Fight Club, and I'm not gonna deny it. But if you watch Fight Club. You know, Brad Pitt's character, Tyler Durden, represents someone who's not abiding to the rules of society. He's not giving in to what he's told to. He's not being, you know, commercially influenced or his look or his image or the way he acts or the things he says or the things he does. And, you know, I took a lot of those same ideologies in becoming the current version of Hammerstone today. Now, um... For the trip this week, will Richard's uh, lawyer slash father, uh, will he be making sure you're well taken care of, secured, and, and um, protected this week? I have it on good authority that um, Richard is bringing two extra checked bags of Purell, Lysol wipes, and toilet paper. So I know we have at least that covered. Um, as far as you know, any kind of security we don't need that because I exist, and then I'm sure we'll be uh, staying in the nicest of uh, resorts. We don't plan on staying in Mexico. We'll be driving right across the border as soon as the show's over and getting back into San Diego. I mean, um, uh, I, I definitely get that, but I'm I'm glad to hear about the Purell because I hear it's going for I I hear it's like it's very valuable these days with the, the coronavirus and everything. So, well, that's true, but you know, money's not an issue when uh, exactly when you're when you're friends with Richard Holiday and and his and his and he has a lawyer slash father. Um, so MLW, it sounds like I've been there are reports that it seems there are big things on the horizon for you guys. Um, and I think I think whatever happens, you and the dynasty will be a big part of that. Uh, have you been hearing anything about some of these big TV deals in the works for MLW? <laughs> Um, you know, uh, we hear rumors and whispers, and a lot of the times um, the fans end up knowing or thinking they know even more than I do because they're just getting information from the dirt sheets, which sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's something that's going to pan out eight months from now rather than eight weeks from now, you know, and you never know. Um, but, yeah, the thing is um, with Court, he's very smart in the fact that he – makes very logical uh, decisions and takes the proper steps to grow consistently. He doesn't try to, you know, jump three steps ahead when he doesn't know what's there. And that's what some companies do. And then they end up jumping three steps ahead. They didn't realize there was a pitfall there. And then they, they, you know, lost a bunch of money or they, you know, the company's, you know, going in the wrong direction. Uh, he's very much take it one step at a time. Um, very calculated. And um, that's why MLW, um, you know, we, we, we might not be, you know, at the super forefront of wrestling. We not, we not, might not be in talks of, are we the number one wrestling company in the you know country right now? But what we are doing is making these steps where it's like, okay, now we're in this country. Now we're in that country. Now we're making partnerships here. Now we're growing this way. Now we just elevated this. Now we're doing our first pay-per-view. So the growth has been very consistent, um, 
ever since I joined the company, it's been like every couple weeks I see something new and exciting that, wow, that's something that's really cool. So, you know, whether the next thing is a bigger TV deal, I don't know. I can't say that's something that's, you know, above my, my uh, pay level. But what I can say is that MLW is continuing to grow and uh, make these steps uh, in the right direction. Um, how does how does Court do in terms of accessibility? Is he someone that's accessible to you and uh, likes to collaborate with you? Um, well, you gotta think. You know, it's it's just like any company where it's like it's almost like you know you're the student and the school teacher where you sit back and you realize everyone's like, oh, Mister, hey Mister, this, hey Mister, hey Mister, like, everyone's you know coming at him and he's got a thousand things to do. Um, especially when it comes to, you know, TV time, you know, cause he sits in gorilla and he watches every match and he's coordinating all this stuff. So he's got a lot on his plate. So, but when it comes to like, okay, we need to talk about something. He is always there. He always makes time for his guys. He's always trying to get the best input because it's like, if I didn't feel comfortable about what I was doing, uh, on the show and I put lackluster effort into it, that hurts the show. And he knows that he's a smart guy. He's been doing this a long time. So it's like, we've collaborated on ideas for like what direction to go in or, uh, you know, even my merchandise idea, you know, we were going, we just released the muscle mountain t-shirt uh, and it's one of my favorite t-shirts <laughs> I've ever seen, uh, for pro wrestling. But uh, we were going back and forth for weeks with, uh, he'd send me, you know, an idea of, oh, what if we did this? Oh, what if we did that? You know, and then we finally released a t-shirt. Um, so I, I think he does a very good job of uh, communicating with his talent. But, it's, you know, it's another one of those things where it's like, if you show up to work with your work pants on and you put forth your best effort and you're on time for your promos and you, you know, deliver in your matches and you do all your things, he's going to be a lot more receptive of allocating his time to you versus if you're a guy who shows up to collect his payday, you know, doesn't take it very seriously, you know, is, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a, it's a give and take relationship. And I feel like I've given everything I can to this company and I'm going to continue to do that. And I very much feel that that has been reciprocated to me. Do you have a final message uh, for the Laredo kid? <laughs> uh, do your homework. Uh, there's plenty of videos of me uh, wrestling luchadors online, and it tends to look more like a highlight reel of moves and spots of high-impact maneuvers, power bombs, burning hammer, superplex, and, of course, Nightmare Pendulum, which will, in fact, be the finish to the match when I retain my championship. So if he's listening, um, I suggest, you know, don't pull out of the match because... We want to have some good television, but maybe just schedule a chiropractor visit, you know, for a few days afterwards when you're up and walking again. Uh, that's my best advice. Will the lawyer slash father pay for the chiropractor visit? Oh, of course not. Okay. Of course not. <laughs> uh, we have, you know, money may, may not be an issue to us, but that's because uh, we are very uh, wise in how we decide to spend that money. Uh, any goals for you or the dynasty for 2020? Um, I think... Um, well, Richard Holiday, he's now representing the Caribbeans as the Caribbean champion. But um, I think he's really on the cusp of exploding. Like, he's just such an incredible talent. He's such an incredible personality. Um, I think he's going to really become a forefront of the show, even more so than he already is. But um, my number one goal with the company is world heavyweight champion. 
And honestly, I don't want to sacrifice being the national openweight champion to get there. Um, if I could, I would love to unify those belts and represent the company in a way that no one else has. Um, and just really be the standard bearer. I want to be the forefront. I want people to say Major League Wrestling and to go, oh yeah, that's where Hammerstone is. Well, that That's my goal. The one thing better than being champ, uh, Alex, you can be champ champ. Champ champ. Exactly. That sounds good, that sounds good to me. Alright, so just last thing, uh, if you have any plugs, any social media things, uh, uh, any merchandise or pro or t-shirts or anything uh, you want to share uh, with the listeners? Wanted to give you that time to do that. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm a, I'm a big Twitter guy, so if you if you like to interact on Twitter at Alex Hammerstone on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, other than that, I have a pro wrestling tea store under Alex Hammerstone, or you could go to mlwshop.com, and they also have some exclusive Hammerstone designs up there. Uh, and get at them because you never know when we're going to be swapping out designs. I have some that are exclusive runs. So um, get some merch, represent, and uh, keep tuning in to MLW, not only on BM Sports, uh, but also the replays air on YouTube. So it's very accessible. Awesome. This has been the MLW National Openweight Champion, Alexander Hammerstone. He's going to be in Tijuana, Mexico for MLW versus AAA Super Series. On Friday, March uh, 13th, thank you very much, Alex, and you've been listening to the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. Thank you, everybody.